Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the How to Lead podcast, helping you unleash influence wherever you are. My name's Adam Tarno. I'm joined today by Clay Scroggins. Clay, we got Johnny from Dallas has emailed us again with another great question. Uh, you want to talk about the email that he sent you and what we're going to talk about briefly on this episode? Yeah. Um, the email is it info at howtolead.work. Yep, that's it. Info at howtolead.work. If you have a question like this, please send it to us. I mean, it's good for, it was so helpful for me. Um, yeah, he sent us a note and said, hey, I've got a new employee starting next week. I just hired her and I want to make her feel as welcomed as possible. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Could He actually said, could you and Adam do an episode on that topic? Yeah. So that was really good because I thought, you know what, that is a, uh, that's a very practical, but it's really important, right? It's a little bit like, uh, you know, I was at a sushi bar recently and I was telling the sushi, the guy making the sushi, how delicious it looked. He's like, well, the first taste is with the eyes. You know, so there is, so, and, and then it's that, you know, the other, uh, what is it? Uh, I've heard in retail that somebody makes a decision within the first, you know, 10, 15, 20 seconds about whether or not they're going to buy something. So that, you know, you can only make that first impression once. I mean, it is so, it's so important to get started really, really well. And it was good for me to think through, all right, what are the things that I've seen? What are the things that I've experienced? And I'm eager to have this conversation with you as well. How many jobs, how many, how many new jobs have you started? Oh gosh, I, I think we've done this on an episode before. I'd have to go back and listen to it, but it's got to be eight or nine. And I think I saw some that that it was really great the day, the first day you showed New up. New organizations? Me. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like wow. we're going back to high school, you know, so oh, okay. Okay. like okay. different places of employment. Uh, there were some, there were some like when I did my internship down at Walt Disney World where they literally rolled out the red carpet and it was a week long celebration and training and mm. it was really special and memorable. And I'm sorry, uh, you're using literally like the word actually means not the way the teens use it today. That's right. I actually, oh, no, 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 no. I'm using it like the teens. There was not a red carpet, but it felt oh, okay. like it. Okay. <laughs> it okay. felt like it. <laughs> so I've got that example. And then there's others where they're like, yeah, listen, this is your cube and here's your computer and here's your password and good luck. Right. So, <laughs> right. so the gamut, we're running the gamut here. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a bunch of those. I mean, there's like, you know, we got to think about this philosophically. What are you trying to do with a, with a new hire and making them feel welcome and then practically. And, and I just think philosophically, just two words come to mind. Uh, improvement and trust, right? Improvement and trust. You hired somebody on your team to improve the team, right? So uh, that's what you're trying to do in the very beginning is get to that point where the team can be better as fast as possible. And you're also trying to build trust between the old team and this new person and then the new person and the old team. And so you want to really get to that point where you can try to build trust as fast as possible. And that's going to take a lot of interaction and and making people feel welcome and the way you treat them in that first couple of weeks when they when they join the team can go a long way on building that trust and then getting the best out of that person. Not just their fresh perspectives as they come in and see some things and like, why y'all do it that way? Uh, but also just the expertise that they have. Uh, that That's what I think as a, as a people manager you're trying to do is how can I get the improvement uh, as quick as possible and then get the trust going as quick as possible. Had you, uh, I'm not trying to call you out on this, but had you thought about that? Like, had you framed that up before this podcast or did this make you think about it in that way? It totally made me think about it, which, well, again, why I love Johnny's question. I mean, I, I have a lot of thoughts and I've had conversations with leaders I, over the last year. I remembering one very specifically about how a leader was struggling with this during COVID when the team was not coming in and 
and what can we do to to make new hires feel welcome? And I remember having a long conversation uh, with that team leader about that. So I know it's top of mind for many team leaders, which is great. And uh, but yeah, I, I like that Johnny's forcing us to put some categories and buckets on this. Yeah. Well, I thought. That, I mean, I, as you were talking about that, I thought, well, th- those are two really great words: improvement. You're trying to improve the team. That is totally true. I mean, the you know the the NFL draft or the NBA draft or any of those sports, that's what they're doing is, Hey, you got a new person coming. I saw in Atlanta, I was coming up the escalator at the airport the other day and they had the new, the new pick for the Atlanta Hawks saying, Hey, welcome to our city. You know? Yeah. Um, and they're, that, that's why they picked him because they're thinking this is going to be an upgrade. This is going to make a difference on our team. And so we want to make this person feel really welcome so that we can, you know, get the, get the juice out of the squeeze so that we can get the improvement out of this new person. And and then the trust part is so crucial. I mean, you know, that, that, that title of that book teams move at the speed of trust is so brilliant, but it's so true that as soon as you can get that person up to speed, I I trust these people. I trust my boss. I trust the organization. uh, You're just going to be able to accomplish so much more. And then vice versa, if you don't have it, it's going to be hard to accomplish anything. So I, I just had never thought about it in those two terms. I thought that was excellent to be able to frame it in that way. Yeah. And so there are definitely a lot of practical things that we can do as well. And I know that you, uh, you shared a few ideas with Johnny, but share them with the podcast uh, audience right now, because I think there's some really good things on that list. Well, and we can go back and forth on some of these too. So feel free to interject. But yeah, I made a list of, uh, I brought five simple, practical things. This is less on the philosophical side. Right. Um, and more on the, you know, here's some real tangible things that you can do the first week, the first month to make that new employee feel welcome. Um, some of them are silly and some of them are more meaningful, but, um, you know, the first one is this, I would say, you know, whether the person's moving to your city or not, if they're relocating, you know, that would change things. But, you know, when somebody relocated to Atlanta to work for our organization, we would, give them a gift basket with local Atlanta wares, yeah. you know, an ATL hat an Atlanta shirt. Um, and, and the, I really think it's important to make that basket meaningful, not just like the, Oh, we pulled the, the serve day t-shirt out of the box from 2017. <laughs> you know, we had it, uh, it's an extra small, but we put it in there for you. Um, yeah. I mean, I had one, I, I started a new job where they, they, put um, the organization's logo on like a Nike sweatshirt, um, some like uh, one of those hoodie, uh, like t-shirt kind of things, but they put one of every size for our kids, which was super cool to be able to bring that home. I felt like a hero coming home from work the first day of the first day that I started to be able to hand these to my kids. Be like, look, we got, you know, you got a new sweatshirt. And it it wasn't like a, you know, it was, it was like a brand name that they had put on there. I, I, I was, that was, um, I don't know, that just felt more meaningful. So that was, yeah. that's one. Uh, number two, I think uh, setting up some meetings that you've already scheduled with mentor type people that can help indoctrinate this person to the culture of your organization. So, you know, in, in the perfect world, they would be eager to do that themselves, but make it easy for them, right? Go ahead and say, hey, I want to go ahead and put this on your calendar on Tuesday at lunch for the next four weeks. I've set you up a lunch with one of the partners here or one of the leaders here or somebody who just started three months before you just to give you 
uh, some different perspectives. I think that's really helpful to go ahead and do the legwork on that. Yeah, and I like that, Clay, that you're saying, go ahead and schedule it for them, because that can feel... I remember there was one organization that I started at, and there was that was given to me as a to-do of mm-hmm. going, hey, here's five people, go schedule meetings with them and learn all you can. It, I got In the end, I probably got the same info, but it did feel a little intrusive uh, when I yes. had to reach out to that person and go, my only agenda is just to ask you questions about this place where we all now work. So I like it that you say, hey, schedule that for them. I think so too. I think that makes a big difference. Um, I would say number three, if the person is, particularly if the person's married, this happened one time and I thought it was really meaningful. I started a new job and my new manager sent a little gift to my wife and wrote her a note just saying, hey, we just want to let you know that that Clay starting this job, we know it's going to impact you and we just want to let you know you're a part of the family as well. And we're welcoming you as well. I just thought it was very, it was just incredibly thoughtful. I would have never thought to do that. And it meant a lot to her. And speaking of your trust thing, Adam, I mean, that definitely made her trust the place that I was working more. That's which right. Matters, right. Yep. Yep. Um, number four, this is, kind of, this is kind of silly, but I loved it. Um, I started a new job a couple of years ago. It was a new part of the organization, a new location. And they had a little jar that said Buckhead Church wrapped around the jar. And everyone on the staff, I think it was about 70 people, had written on a little strip of paper some playful or silly advice. Okay. So here's one that I definitely remember. Uh, Where Buckhead Church sits, it's right across the street from an on the border. And I hope that we don't have anyone who works for on the border listening to this, but this is what the strip of paper said. I know on the borders right across the street and it's incredibly close, but no one goes there. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good for me. And I was like, okay, that's good to know. That's and then good. they followed it up with in parentheses. There's a lot of great restaurants around here or something. Yes. Like that. <laughs> um, you know, someone wrote, um, Hey, on, on, on Thursdays, once a month, there's free lunch down in the lobby of this office building next door. Yeah. Don't miss that. I mean, they were just giving me like the little intricacies of, you know, here's what to do if you're working here. It, hey, when they when they say label your food in the refrigerator, they mean it. They really will throw it away. You know, yeah. like just uh, it was it was just kind of funny to read through it. But it, it, it helped me get up to speed. It made me feel like, oh, I'm a part of the culture here. Yeah. I really, um, I really enjoyed that one. That's just like a jar of institutional knowledge, which is hard. That's right. A jar of institutional knowledge. It's the stuff that you're not going to write down in the handbook, you know, yeah. but it's the yeah. stuff that actually you kind of actually need to know to work there. And then number five, um, I would do a follow-up after 90 days. I would do some kind of, and you might want to decide to do it after 30 days and after 90 days, but I would do something real simple, a short two or three question follow-up saying, what have you seen? What have you learned? What has been challenging? What's been unclear? Because There's a couple things that happened there. Number one, those fresh eyes that that new employee has will never be more fresh. And you need to take advantage of those. Every other person that works for the organization has been indoctrinated, has the institutional knowledge. They're in the weeds. But this person has this fresh perspective. So you may as well take advantage of that. And then secondly, I think it communicates care. It communicates, hey, I, I, um, I want you to start well, and we expect things from you, but we want you to know that we 
owe you. We want to do a great job making this a great place for you. So let us know how we're doing. So those are the five practical, simple things that you could do to get a new employee up to speed quickly. I love that. It's such a great list. Again, so grateful that uh, we had to think through this because these are all probably ideas that many leaders have had swimming through their mind. But then when you write them down, you're like, okay, this is this is really practical. I want to follow up on that last piece you said right there with this is how it really just communicates care and point back to that other episode that we did where you you quoted Frank Blake and just said, above all else, just care about your people. And so mm-hmm. engagement starts on day one. Retention starts on day one. All of this is a, is a culture issue. What is your organizational culture? You can put it on a website. You can talk about it uh, during recruiting and during the interview process. But day one is when you prove it and you prove that we really do want you to be a part of this team. We are thoughtful. And, and we all know that it sucks to be the new person. And so we want to try making that as easy as possible. All those little thoughtful details. Uh, if I was going to add a, to that list, just a couple of things. We One organization, we would always send out a fun email about that person, about the new oh, person, uh, the day they started or the day before. This isn't like, oh, here's where they used to work. It's not their resume. It's uh, this is what they have fun doing on the weekend. This is uh, little unknown. The last song they played in their car. That's right. Yeah. So it's just you felt like you had something to talk about with this person and you felt like you knew them a little bit better. I thought that was always great. And then uh, just always that reminder when a new person starts, uh, you you look at the other people who are not new and you remind them, hey, we have one name to remember. This person has 50 names to remember or 100 names or 300 names to remember go pursue this person and introduce yourself for the next 45 days, right? Don't expect them to remember your name. Go up constantly. Hey, I'm Adam. Hey, I'm Clay. Remember, I work over here. This is my group. Uh, Just to let that person know, I see you. I know how hard it is to be new. And we really are glad you're here. So I think we got a great list there, uh, not just to help Johnny, but to help a lot of leaders because this is <laughs> this is really uh, this is really important, especially like if we think about it. This is maybe uh, one of the other facets of the great resignation and reshuffle is a lot of people yeah. are starting new jobs, and so how can you start off on the right foot? That's a great question. Yeah, that was fun to get to answer. So again, if you have other questions like that. Uh, at the very least, it's a great assignment for me and Adam to have to think through. So thank you. That's right. Uh, yeah. Johnny, thanks for sending that in. If you have others, let us know. Info at powerleave.org. That's it. All right. Clay, as always, great to be with you. Thank you so much for listening to the How to Lead podcast. We would love to hear from you. Do you have any questions, any comments, any topics that you would like for us to consider for future episodes? If so, best way to reach out to us is via email. We can be reached at info at howtolead.work. That's info at howtolead.work. This episode, like all of our episodes, was mixed and edited by the amazing team at Sound of a Rose. You can learn more about them at soundofarose.com. That's all we've got for today. We'll talk to you again next week.